The biggest thing I really needed to do was to learn how to swim more with my head up and at the same time have the power to move through the water. Now, the reason for swimming with the head up is uh, it's just too cold. You lose too much body heat if you have your head in the water. That's exactly right. You lose up to 80% of your heat through your head. You know that thing in Wisconsin. And so the idea was that if I could swim head up, I would be able to prolong my ability to stay in the cold. But at some point, you know, you get tired because you're pressing your entire body against the water. You're sort of almost swimming upright. So in order to compensate for that, I had to do a whole lot more weight training. And I actually worked with a trainer who had been a collegiate wrestler who helped me work on building upper body strength. Did you also just spend time in the cold, whether it's cold water or cold air, just kind of hanging out to try to get used to it? Yes, I went to Ushuaia, Argentina, at the very tip of Argentina, and trained in the harbor there, where the water temperature was about 40 degrees. And actually, it was so cold that it would take me pretty much all day to psych up to go in for my workout. And then I'd sort of put my clothes down on the beach, and hopefully they wouldn't blow into the water. There's some days the winds were between 40 and 50 knots, and it was just hard getting in. And yet, I knew I had to do this to prepare for the swim in Antarctica. Now, we've been talking about some of the the preparation you did to get ready for this swim in the Antarctic. One thing was to try to figure out what you do after you got out of the water because there was a real danger of hypothermia and these temperatures could kill an ordinary person in not very many minutes. Yeah, actually, I found out from a professor at the University of Edmonton that the normal response to falling into water that's below 40 degrees is that you'll start to seize up after six or eight minutes. You won't be able to have the muscular impulses, the neuromuscular impulses to make the muscles move. And so he thought this was just astonishing that I could even swim in that water. But the biggest concern I had really was for afterwards, because when you're no longer creating heat through muscle activity, you start to get cold. And then you start to bring in the cool blood from the exterior body and put it into your core of your body and you get what's called afterdrop. And so your temperature starts to plummet and that's when you can have really big problems where your heart can go into arrhythmia or something worse. So what we did instead was to get a scarf and a polypropylene shirt and some pants. And a friend of mine sewed pockets into them. So the pockets were on either side of my neck, under my armpits, and right near the hip bones. And we put hot packs in those areas, those things that you use when you go skiing and you get cold and you want to warm up your fingers or your toes. That's what we did. So when I finished the swim, I put those clothes on, but I also had my doctor friends who basically acted like penguins <laughs> and moved in really, really close to me and hugged me and gave me their body heat. And I sort of shivered for an hour and got my temperature back up to normal. Hmm. Now, it's worth pointing out that you are a medical marvel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for some reason, temperatures that would kill a lot of other people don't for you. And, and scientists have actually tested your body, your physiology. What have they discovered about you? They've discovered that I am able to close down the circulation to the peripheral area, to the skin and to the fingers and toes and hands and feet really rapidly and keep it closed down. If you took an untrained person and put them in the cold, you'd have that response initially. And then at some point, the body would say, you know, we need to get oxygen out to those tissues. And so they would send, the body would start sending surges of blood out there and then bring that cooled blood back to the core. And that in turn, would cool down the core, the center of the body. But my body basically says, lose the hands, lose the feet, keep the core warm, and keep the brain and lungs and heart going. And 
it also will sort of send out a minute amount of blood to the extremities at the fingertip level and at the toe level. Okay, so you had your practice swim. You realized you could do that. And now it was time for the real one, for the whole one mile touching land on Antarctica. What happened? Well, we took the ship down to an area called Paradise Harbor. And we were looking for beaches where I could land. There aren't that many beaches in Antarctica along the peninsula. There are areas that are huge glaciers and that just sort of slide right down to the ocean. And you can't swim near those glaciers because you're afraid of the falling icebergs. So we kept looking for places where we could land, but there weren't many because the wind had shifted and the, the icebergs had sort of accumulated in, in different areas and a lot of them were the beaches. So we searched for probably half the morning until we came to a place called Neuco Harbor. <laughs> 